This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com/bookstacked. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. This is episode 19, and episode 19 marks our three-year anniversary. We've got a lot to cover in this episode, so stay with us. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here for our 19th episode. Um, my name is Saul, and I am joined today with or by—I don't know—I should know this. <laughs> Addie and Mary are here. How are you guys? Good. I'm good. How are you? I'm like, oh my gosh, school sucks. I'm. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Um, but anyway, this episode is kind of like a milestone for us because actually this week marks three years since we recorded our first episode. Is it really? Yeah. We're we're recording today on a Saturday. Next Saturday marks the three year anniversary of the release of the first episode. Oh, nice. What was the first episode? Uh, (laughs) it was... Little did we know that the first episode was going to set the tone for the entire show. It was us complaining about that box thing in Insurgent. <laughs> I remember listening to that podcast. <laughs> I was so angry and I'm still angry about that box. <laughs> and here we are three years later still talking about how, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely getting into that today. Um, <laughs> since we last recorded, which I apologize for not being like more on top of this but um <laughs> since we last recorded which was in november um some major developments have happened as far as hashtag divergent gate goes <laughs> uh, by now it's like old news but we're still going to talk about it um also in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about a series of unfortunate events carve the mark we can be mended um those are basically the big things we're going to talk about. And we're going to look forward a little bit into what we can expect this year. This is kind of our welcome to 2017 episode in March. So, um, yeah, we're a bit behind, but we're still excited to talk. And there's a lot of good things to look forward to. Let's go ahead and start with what are you reading? So, yeah, what have you guys been reading? Um, I'm reading Fallen right now. And... Uh, Drums of Autumn, which is the fourth book in the Outlander series. I've not read either of those, so, but I know uh, Fallen was really big when I was in high school. Yeah. Um. Well, I just uh, this week I finished uh. Oh no, that's a lie. Last week I finished <laughs> the Mark, and um, we can be mended. And we're gonna talk what about those. Yeah. What have I been reading? Um. <laughs> I read a book this last week. I forgot what it was. Oh, I remember now. It was Scarlet from the Lunar Chronicles. Chronicles. Yes. Oh my god, I love that book. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I like the series. It's fun. It's just I don't know. A friend really tried, like, wanted. She convinced me to read the first one over the summer. So I, I'm actually really impressed by uh, how she can weave in all those fairy tales. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I should be reading. I should be reading uh, King's Cage, but yesterday I started Percy Jackson. So, <laughs> wait, I mean, you're I, reading I, Percy Jackson for the first time? No, I mean, actually, it's not Percy Jackson. It's Heroes of Olympus. Uh, I'm reading Heroes of Olympus for the first time. I'm reading the third one, Mark of Athena. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 
That is that one. like a good O or a bad O? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I've been up to. So it's always good to read. I, I feel like after last year, because I only read 19 books and I had set the goal for like 50 on Goodreads and I'm like looking at everybody and they're like achieving their goals. My cousin's like reading over 100 books and I'm just there with 19. <laughs> I felt so like lame. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys do the Goodreads challenge? Do you guys set like a goal and stuff? I do. How? What's your goal I... for this year? Oh, sorry, Addy. Uh, no, go ahead, Mary. Fifty. That's good. How are you like on track? I'm ten books ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like half of them are audiobooks. So. Like... I do audiobooks a lot too, but I'm like ten books behind already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a job really, so. Uh, okay. So I have a lot of time. Man, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> what about you, Addie? I don't do Goodreads for, because for some weird reason, I, I have an account. I made one years ago and I used to go on it. But then out of somehow it just, I go on the page, it logs me in and then refreshes logs me in again and refreshes <laughs> it's a never ending cycle. And you would just try to go like goodreads.com without logging in. It does the same thing. It never lets me in. Is it like trying to browser. connect to your Facebook? No, I try like, even if it is like, I try to like open like an incognito like page where like it doesn't have any of my logging information. And it'll just be like goodreads.com and it'll refresh. Like it'll load and then refresh. Like in a load, I'll, I'll like scroll down like two lines and I'll refresh. It just doesn't let me. Okay, so everybody tweet at Goodreads and tell them to fix Addie's account. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. Yeah, but Goodreads, I have noticed that. Like when I just go onto the front page, it automatically logs me in. Yeah. Yours is just somehow in like this eternal wormhole of death. <laughs> Well, if it's connected to your Facebook, it, like, immediately logs you in. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, I'm sorry that you can't use Goodreads, hopefully. <laughs> like I said, everybody tweet at them, hashtag free Addie's account. I, I, <laughs> I awesome. Well, like I said, we've uh, missed a lot since we've last recorded. There have been some really big releases. Um Book-wise, but I think the the big thing that we kicked off the year with was a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. And uh, Mary and I have watched it. Addie, you said you hadn't, I think? No, I'll watch it like probably like in the next month, probably. Just binge watch it when I get tired of watching reruns on Netflix. <laughs> uh-huh. It's really good. I, I liked it. Um, I found it okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, maybe we can get in a little bit into details, but I did want to mention like we're we're gonna try and not do spoilers. At least yeah, let's try not to do spoilers. I yeah. meant to mention that earlier. Um, but for the readers' sake, or readers, for the listeners' sake, just know that we're yeah, we're gonna be talking serious merch events, carve the mark, we can be mended. Um, but we're not going to talk about spoilers. I think we can probably also talk about Ascendant without talking about spoilers as well. Um because we're just talking more about behind the scenes stuff. So this is a spoiler free episode. So yay, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, Mary, you thought it was okay. What I guess what are your general thoughts on a series of unfortunate events? I don't really know. I um uh I didn't really feel like Neil Patrick Harris was a good Count Olaf choice and maybe that's because I loved the movie so much when I was like 10 or something um but I just found that it was a little boring in my case uh I know a lot of people loved it but I was just one of those people that like put it down for like a month and was just like and this isn't really worth my time and then I finished it last night and I was just like "Mm, still don't like it (laughs) (laughs) that's too bad no I can see where you're coming from because there were even moments um when he would deliver certain lines and like it just didn't work for me I mean for the most part I really liked him 
but there were certain moments where I thought I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey could have delivered that line better than than he did. So yeah. I can I totally get where you're coming from. I loved um Patrick Warburton though. That's his name, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I hear his voice, that's all I can think about. And he was someone so he plays Lemony Snicket in the TV show. When I when I first saw that they casted him, like I thought, I don't know if like this can work because I do think of Kronk like that's just he's got such a strong voice and he's done a ton of other like comedic roles in his mm-hmm. long history of acting as well. But um, I was just wasn't sure if he could like capture Lemony Snicket. But oh my gosh, he was one of the best parts of that entire show, like easily. He did he did amazing as Lemony Snicket. Yeah, one of the parts I really liked the most was at the beginning of each of the part one episodes because there's the books are split into two parts um was if you remember the books start out as dear beatrice right like blah 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 and that's how they start out the part one episodes i don't know if that's spoilery or not but i i just loved that i thought that was a great addition to the series right it was very very true to the books yeah, definitely. I, I was a huge fan. I, I really liked the show. Um, I thought the actors were great. I agree certain parts with Neil Patrick Harris. I think Jim Carrey would have done better. For me, at least, I thought Neil Patrick Harris did best like when Count Olaf was in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, like That's where he really, really shined. Oh, um, yeah. At least in my mind. And yeah, I thought it was it was great. The one thing that I think the movie had on the TV show was the fact that the movie has like this really emotional aspect to it. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like they add in that though in the movie, they add in that whole little bit, like the letter that never came bit, yeah. you know, in the end. And like, I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like crying and I was like, Oh, <laughs> right. But I like, wasn't, this was just like really funny the whole way through. It wasn't necessarily like, I don't think there was a part that really hit me emotionally. No, but I'll, generally overall, I, I really liked the series of unfortunate events, so um and I guess you thought it was okay, which is fine. Yeah. I'll probably watch the second season. Well that's what I was just gonna mention. Um has there been news yet on the second season? Yeah, they renewed it. They're doing books five through nine. Oh they yeah. they did renew it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I read. I'm on Wikipedia and it says that they uh yeah, they renewed it for a second season. Covering books five through nine, and the third season is expected to cover the last four books. Okay. Oh, the last four books? The last one? Or the... Ten through thirteen. Okay. There's a lot that happens in those books. Okay, I'm excited. I stopped at (laughs) book ten, so... Wait, you stopped after book ten? I stopped after book nine. I, I, I just didn't feel interested in them anymore (laughs) my sister actually finished them so i don't know i really like yeah sorry i cut you off go ahead it's gonna be interesting though to see what happens in those if you haven't read them (laughs) cool well uh, yeah i'm excited to see where they take the show and yeah for me like series unfortunate events was a huge part of my childhood and I just like didn't realize how much I missed it until I started watching the show. Just all of a sudden, all the memories started flooding back. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, but maybe you won't like it, like <laughs> like what Mary said, and that's fine. So <laughs> um, moving on, the other big release. Yeah, I feel like there were two really big releases, and the uh, as far as books go, and the first one was Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. So this book was her first book after the Divergent trilogy. So kind of a big deal. And uh, we all read it. So let's go ahead and share our general thoughts. Um, Addie, why don't we start with you? What did you think about Carve the Mark? I thought it was an interesting book. Like like I said in my review, I don't know. I didn't go into reading the book with any like expectations. Um, this is an interesting concept, you know, most, you know, futuristic, I don't know if it's like, 
I don't know if you would call this a dystopian society or not, but um, it's different from, you know, what we, what's out there in most YA books, you know, it's a lot of supernatural, you know, like, or dystopian post-apocalyptic settings, you know, this takes out somewhere in a far, far away galaxy. And I think it is, it's an interesting concept of what Veronica Roth did. It's really different from, like I said, what we see, what we're seeing right now in YA. But I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this book. I mean, it wasn't bad. I thought it was interesting. If that's, I feel like that's really vague. <laughs> yeah. But we don't want to give away any spoilers. But yeah. Um, Mary, how, how do you respond to that, I guess? I'm going to say what Addie said. I found it was interesting, like an interesting concept. Um, I originally had not planned to read the book, um, but it was just so hyped up. I just wanted to see how it was. And I was kind of disappointed in it. Um, Like I sped through really fast, but um, I just felt like sometimes there was like, so much information going at one point I was just so confused on what was happening yeah it just kind of uh it just didn't do it for me this time yeah I that's, that's how I felt at some points of the book like there was just like so much description and so much detail it was just a lot being thrown at you at once you had like kind of pause and like go back and reread it again to make sure you understood exactly what is going on well, it looks like we're all on the same page. Um, <laughs> I was, I felt pretty disappointed by Carve the Mark as well, if I'm being honest. Um, like, and here's the thing, like, I think the first Divergent book was pretty good. And I, I me personally, I felt like the series really lost steam, you know, as it went through. Mm-hmm. But like, those were her debut novels, you know? Those were her first books. And I, in my mind, like, I was actually really excited for Carve the Mark because in my mind I thought, here's, like, an author now who's, like, had practice at, like, writing a series and stuff. And I think she is really good at characters. Like, the Divergent characters, like Tris and Four, like, they're very strong personalities and a lot of people were able to identify with them. Um, so, I, you know, hopefully she's, like, better now at constructing a story. And then if she takes her already, like, natural skill of writing really good characters. Like, in my mind, Carve the Mark was almost surely going to be great. Um, and then I read it. And, like, I didn't... I found it to be kind of boring. Um, yeah. And I didn't even connect with the characters very much. I can't even... Oh, yeah, I can remember their names. But I, I couldn't a second ago. But anyway, like, they just didn't they weren't very strong. I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed as well. I was kind of disappointed because it okay, so when she described it at, at y'all, y'all West two years ago, she said it was very star Wars. Like, so in my, I mean, I have not seen the star Wars. I will admit I've any of the star Wars movies. You've never but seen I'm star Wars. Like, you know, <laughs> no, Sorry. I, tried, I was trying. They tried to make me watch it when I was a kid. I'm like, uh, my logical, like, eight, seven-year-old mind was like, but why is number eight first? <laughs> like, why is that the first movie? <laughs> I might watch them. <laughs> oh, man, you're missing out. I Yeah. I, love- I know the general gist of it. It's kind of hard not to. Uh, yeah. But I loved Force Awakens and Rogue One. Okay, we're not getting into uh, that. Though, <laughs> we'll else. have a um, conversation about that song. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of expecting over here, like, sort of like, you know, advanced tech, like, like, lightsabers and, like, you know, pew pew, or like, but, and here they are, like, they're like, it's kind of like, the, yeah, it's an advanced, like, futuristic thing, society. It's like futuristic, but at the same time, they're kind of like peasants. Mm-hmm. And there's not that much, like, you, you think futuristic, you think, you know, like, advanced tech. There wasn't and, a strong know, emphasis on technology. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Sort of. I was like, I was kind of like, okay, you know, you're like, you know, this character's mom is important, but then his dad's like, like the mom's like at the height of the totem pole, but the dad's a farmer. Like, I'm just like, what? That was, that, that was what I was kind of like expecting. Like, 
you know, a lot of futuristic, you know, tech and, but no, it was kind of, that kind of, that was kind of a letdown. Hmm. But like I said, the book was interesting. I have mixed feelings about the book. I do think it's a word worth a read. I mean, I'm not saying like go out and buy it now, but I'm looking forward to seeing how book two comes turns out. Right. I think book two would be really interesting. And she was, I, I actually got to see Veronica Roth while she was on tour a couple, or I guess it's been a few weeks now. She passed by through Salt Lake city and she was talking a little bit about it. And she, it sounds like she's got some cool ideas and concepts for uh, the next one. And uh, yeah, I'll keep reading, but um, especially because I think there's only one more book. It's a, only a duology. Yeah. So it's not like a huge mm-hmm. commitment or anything. Well, I'm like, like yeah. shadow hunters, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep reading. I but I was a little disappointed. But wait, with you bringing up the technology thing too, like one of the things I felt like or I noticed was this almost felt more like a fantasy book than a science fiction book. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining, but it's just you know, you say science fiction, you ex- you have a certain like concept in mind mm-hmm. but it's like you know you say fantasy fantasy YA books you think harry potter yeah um so when you say science fiction it's kind of like you expect kind of like star wars um oh i i was gonna be that i think the one obvious connection it had to star wars like the reason they kind of marketed it that way was because of um the force and the current. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. kind of, I mean, they're not the same thing, but they're similar. So. Yeah. The current gift. Yeah. Yeah. I I do have to say it just tonally. It reminded me of a book that came out last year, a YA book called um, beyond the red by Ava J. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if any, if you liked Carve the Mark, you're listening and you like Carve the Mark and you want kind of more of that, I would recommend Beyond the Red by Ava J. It actually reminded me a lot of, of that book. Not that they're like copies or anything, um, but it just kind of, I don't know why I just kind of like pictured the same sort of world when I was reading them, even though the worlds are actually very different. I don't, I'm not making any sense. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the other thing that came out with Carve the Mark that a lot of Divergent fans were excited for was We Can Be Mended, which is like the epilogue to the Divergent series, which for some reason was never included in Allegiant. Um, <laughs> 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 I guess she wrote it. I don't know. Actually, she has a whole reason, right? Like, I don't know. Does Didn't she? she write a blog post onto like why she wrote it now as opposed to the fourth? I think it's like literally like on the, in the on the front of the little we can be mended book. It's like I always thought it was like done, but you know have some closure or something like that. It's like the right. first like you open it, it's like right there. It's like dear reader or something like that. Oh, is it? Oh, there it is. I've always said that the version series felt complete to me, but a little while ago I realized that there was still some of the story I had left untold. There you go. Yep. So I. <laughs> I have it. Um, I don't think any of us except for Addie have read it, though. So, also, yeah, no spoilers here, but just, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was... I mean, I didn't see it, it coming, the end, but, you know, I guess it makes sense. You know, people who go through, you know, a similar experience are usually kind of drawn together because they can relate to it. So, would you recommend yeah. that fans of the Divergent series read this? If you're like really, like really, really, really want to know what it what happens, I mean, you'll probably find out in like by probably like the end of March. So it'll probably be out everywhere, and people who receive their copy are going to be complaining about it or not, or raving about it. But you know, it's not like uh, you must, but. You know, if you want to find out what happens, you know, after the end of Allegiant, I say go. For it. Well, well, it doesn't matter because you can't get it anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're going to release it somehow, like probably through ebook or something. 
probably yeah. on book. They probably get like have it like at book festivals, but you know, I think most most fans probably did get it. So, you know, if if you feel like sharing it to those people who weren't able to get the copy, we can be mended. You know, good on you. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not like a necessity to read it. But if you want to find out what happens, you know, after the end of Allegiant, you know, it's a good 20-minute read. (laughs) How long it took me, I timed myself. Nice. (laughs) And if, yeah, and if listeners are interested in knowing more about Addie's thoughts, where she can, like, actually... Well, you don't put spoilers in it, but maybe are a little bit more detailed. They can go on the website because Addie wrote the review. There aren't no spoilers. Okay. Especially there are some spoilers. Not like huge, like, you know, that'll ruin the story spoilers. I mean, there's only so much you can say. Cause, like, yeah. like, I can tell you, it's like 30 pages long. Uh-huh. So <laughs> there's only so much you can say without spoiling it for people who haven't read it. So. And I try my best to not include any spoilers. Well, still, if people are interested, they can go on to bookstack.com and they can see what Addie thought about it in a little bit more detail. (laughs) Um, The funny thing is, yeah, Christy, on the other hand, seemed to absolutely loathe it, which (laughs) I saw that little conversation on Twitter that you two had. (laughs) So, yeah. She's like, I was so mad. Yeah, I, I have it. I just need to read it. So maybe I'll do that today. Maybe I'll find a little bit of time and do that, and I'll be in on the uh, on whatever happens. <laughs> I've only read like the first ten pages. So this episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the home of thousands of audiobooks that you can download to your mobile device. Bookmarked listeners can get a free audiobook when they sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. We recommend Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by J.K. Rowling, or written under the pen name Newt Scamander. The audiobook just came out, and it's actually narrated by Eddie Redmayne, which, like, I don't know how much more perfect you can get. So if you want that free audiobook, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. You can also get a different audiobook of your choice. They also have King's Cage and the Divergent series and all the other Harry Potter audiobooks. There are lots of choices to choose from when it comes to Audible. So again, just go to audibletrial.com slash bookstacked, start a free 30-day trial, and get your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. Um, okay, King's Cage by Victoria Aveyard. None of us here have read it. Let's just go ahead and say that. So we can't no. watch it. But, um... <laughs> Just thought it'd be worth mentioning because it is like a really big release. It's definitely one of the larger releases this year. And a lot of people have read it because they're like flooding the website right now looking for information on Red Queen Book 4. <laughs> if you are one of those people, first off, thanks for coming to our website. Second, uh, there, is a, there is a Red Queen book. So uh, I don't think it comes out for another year, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I was. I also saw Victoria Aveyard a couple weeks ago because she stopped through Salt Lake City, and um, she was talking about how because originally it was only going to be a trilogy, and she was saying that a lot of people like finish King's Cage and they're like, "That's the stupidest ending to a book series I've ever read." Oh, <laughs> she's like, "No, guys, there's a fourth one." So um, <laughs> I am assuming that's why so many people are googling Red Queen Book Four because they like. <laughs> are hoping that there is a fourth one. And yes, there is. So, and thank you for Googling because you're just coming straight to the website, which is really, <laughs> but does it say, I don't, did you, Addie, you haven't even read Red Queen. Am I right? <laughs> it's it, like, I've, I've been honest, I've been meaning to, but sadly adulting gets in the way and bills get in the way. <laughs> right. Right. Totally understand. <laughs> So, what about you, Mary? Did you read them? No. Neither? Okay, I'm the only one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, they're not my favorite thing in the world, but they're not awful, I guess. That's not like a great thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just being really <laughs> negative. Yeah. 
I was going to say something, but I feel like it might be kind of mean. Oh, well, if it is too mean, I can edit it out. Wait, what was that? I was going to say, is it, um, (laughs) how, like, you said it wasn't, like, the best to you, so I was going to say, is it better or worse than Twilight? Oh, mm, see, when I read Twilight in junior high, I actually liked it. See, I (laughs) I love Twilight. I think we all, I think we are all guilty of that. Twilight was kind of a funny thing, um, too, because Stephanie Meyer lives, I'm from Arizona, and she's from the same area, so a lot of people I know know her, and since we grew up in the same community, and her sister-in-law was, I think, it was her sister-in-law was a teacher at my junior high, so she had actually, like, one of her first book signings at my junior high school, like, the book had been out for a week or something, and... I just, yeah, it was really interesting to watch how that whole thing just kind of like spiraled out of control because everybody in my school suddenly really liked it because she stopped by and like, you know, did her thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so like we all thought like it was kind of really cool. And then all of a sudden it got really big and then slowly like the sparkles faded and it was like, wait a minute, I don't know. I actually went to Forks a few years ago. (laughs) Right, because you're a huge Twilight fan, aren't you? Yeah, but we were going to um, Washington State anyway, and my dad's like, yes, we're going to Forks. I'm like, yes! <laughs> I was so excited. Well, how did we get on Twilight? Oh, did I like Red Queen? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, if I'm being honest, I know I like Twilight more. Like, when I did like Twilight, I know I liked it more than I like Red Queen now. So I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> make of that what you will. Um, yeah, so moving on with the negativity, uh, <laughs> Ascendant. <laughs> We've now reached the WTF segment of the show. <laughs> um, Divergent Gate. Let's get it trending, guys. Um, yeah, so there's really not too much to say here. It's just more confirmation of what we all suspected was going to happen. Um, since we last recorded, the major actors have pretty much all confirmed that they're not going to be part of the the TV movie or TV show or whatever it is going to be. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I think uh, at one of the movie premieres that Theo James did, he pretty much said if Shailene wasn't going to do anything, wasn't going to participate, he was. There was no point for him and him you know, doing the TV movie or TV show or whatever it was. Yeah. So I think they all pretty much kind of just like, bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I have what Theo James said here. Um, It says, here's what he said. I think it's a shame that we can't finish the story, but I think it's evolving in a place where the actors that have been in the three movies probably won't be in whatever it evolves to in the future. That's kind of a hard sentence. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so he just basically said like he felt like they couldn't really be part of it with like the direction that they're taking. And yeah. I feel like Shailene Woodley said the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I have what she said too. Lambert, uh, as a Comic-Con, she's like, she announced she was pretty much blindsided by the news. Right, oh, I think yeah. they all were. Yeah, because she had just gotten off a plane off of Tokyo or something from Japan. And yeah. her like, her public was like blowing up her phone. Yeah. I do have what Shailene Woodley said as well, but um I mean I could read the quote, but it's it's just I'm not going to be on the television show. That's it. <laughs> so pretty much. Yeah. She like she said she signed up for a movie not to be on a television show. Right. So. And I mean I can understand. I mean she was what, like eight years on that ABC family show. Secret, yeah, Secret Life. And now she's on um, that uh, HBO uh, show. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Well, <laughs> I stop a book. I mean, like, celebrities have, like, their own brand, right? They almost are their own companies. And so they've yeah. got to, like, protect their image and stuff. And when you go from, like, big old blockbuster films or like, really high-quality television, like HBO usually puts out, to like a made for television movie that might not even get picked up because there's no network right now that yeah. that has it. Um, 
that's just like a really big blow to your image, I think, and it kind of cheapens you. So I totally, totally get where they're all coming from. It's just, it's yeah. just too bad. I mean, you guys realize, like, had everything gone according to plan, we'd actually like be doing a pre-show of Ascendant right now, <laughs> and then the next episode would be our review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. So it's clearly totally off track. Um, Veronica Roth still hasn't said anything. And we were talking about this earlier, but we just, it's kind of obvious. We, she's, I'm sure, frustrated. And so there's just really not much to say. It's just kind of sad. I, mean, I think she's kind of just like said, said it all without saying anything when she tweeted out that Dumbledore get that Dumbledore gif. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And she's like, I think like we all like, I think when we all saw that gif, like even that, that scene in the movie, we all knew what Dumbledore was pretty much saying without saying. Yes. <laughs> Like, I give up. And so I think that's that's pretty much what uh, Veronica Roth kind of just, you know, it's like, that says it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So my only question is, what's next? Where do they go from here? Um, and my first thought is either they need to, like, find a network to pick it up or start recasting. I don't know. What What do you guys think? I think they should just leave it alone. Yeah, if you're not going to get, like, Theo James or Shailene Woodley on board, then you should just leave it alone and just drop the project. Yeah, because it's not even going to be a continuation of the series. It's, like, because they're just basically making up stuff. It's not even... Oh, yeah, they're... It's not even, like... In the slightest, like, a spinoff of well, the Divergent world. It's like, they're just making things up. I mean, for example, like, with Fantastic Beasts, it's kind of like a spinoff from the Harry Potter universe, but there's so much that J.K. Rowling has put out there that the writers and, you know, the production team can use and pull out to make Fantastic Beasts work. But with the Divergent and the Ascendant, you know, spinoff, spinoff show there is nothing more than other than what veronica roth put in the books and so if the spinoff is meant to be like in the future what are they going to pull from like there's nothing for them to you know base or you know it seemed like it's you know believable no um, i get what you're saying i thought though that they were going to make the movie like finish the main storyline like a television movie, and then use that as a springboard for a spinoff show where they are making things up. Is wasn't that the plan? Yeah, that yeah, was but, the plan. Yeah, but like, like you said, even still, like I, I don't think it would, you know, take off because, like I said, like there is no, you know, extra information floating around in, in the interwebs, or that Veronica Roth has posted out there that you know can you know help make the show believable or the spinoff believable. I mean, we know and. Fantastic Beast that, you know, Newt's commander, his grandson marries Luna. And, you know, he at one point was connected to Dumbledore and Grindelwald and these all these characters that are sort of tethered to the original story but can be made into their own, if that makes sense. All right. No, I agree. I don't think it like I don't think <laughs> I think they should stop. Um just leave it alone. The question is, are they going to? I Probably not. Will because there is, you know, the news. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know their social media managers and you know publicity teams. You know, keeps keeping keep track on you know fan reaction and public reaction on um you know on these ideas. And I mean, if the last movie of your franchise was um you know, bombed at, the, bombed at the box office and you decide to make it a uh, four TV movie, that lets you know something that people aren't interested in watching it anymore, I would think. And so, I mean, I think it would just be... I think if they did try to go ahead with it, it would kind of be like a half-hearted job. Like, they would wing it. I mean, sort of like with Shadowhunters, they didn't know what was going to happen, so the first episode was kind of all all sorts of weird. Oh, yeah. But, but Mary, you said that you think uh, they might. You you don't think they will continue? No, just because like 
I don't know if it goes back to the recasting thing. Um, like, if you don't have, like, people there who want to do it, then you really should just, like, kind of drop it. Or if nobody, if no network is picking it up, then it it probably won't happen. Hmm. See, I'm like, I have no idea because I, I feel like, I agree with you, Mary, but at the same time, Lionsgate has proven that it's kind of delusional. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, like it's Hunger Games theme park ideas. Oh, and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like no one in their right mind would want that, but for some reason they think people do. So I, I don't know. It'll definitely be interesting. And we'll of course keep following this. Um, this isn't over yet, but we <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that. Yeah. 10 to 15 years from now, we'll hear something about, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, like, documentary or, if, you know, Lionsgate ever does go broke or whatever, or they get hackers, <laughs> whatever. We'll find out that, that, you know, that probably, like, there was a pilot filmed, but mm-hmm. it was just shelved, like, right off the bat. And then there was all this venomous back and forth in their emails, blaming each other and trying to figure <laughs> out what they went wrong. And they it all comes down to that box. They're like, it was that- the box. It was the box. <laughs> That's probably a good point to pinpoint where it all went wrong. It was the box. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was wrong when we saw the box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Coming full circle here. This is also our last episode, guys. So thanks for being with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, cool. Switching gears a bit. Let's talk about things that we're actually excited for. Um. <laughs> Yeah, let's go through. We we tried to identify like some of the more larger releases that are coming up in the next year, I guess. Um and also just events, they're not all releases. Um one thing we noticed was that there aren't a ton of like wide book to film adaptations happening this year, especially you no know, like huge ones, you know. So unless Death Cure happens somehow at the end of the have they even like rescheduled that one? I don't, um... I don't think so. James Sashner tweeted that he's seen an updated um, version of the Death Cure script and that it um, feels more like the book. So Hmm. maybe at the end of the year they'll start filming, but um, like I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) Right. Originally, I believe it was supposed to come out this last month. Yeah. So, and obviously we know what happened and that that didn't end up happening. So we're still waiting for that one. But that might not happen. That that more than likely is not going to happen this year. So. Yeah. But the first thing we brought up was 13 Reasons Why, which is hitting Netflix. You guys I think know more about this than, than me. What can you tell us about it? Um It's coming out March 31st? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you it was going to be a movie a few years back starring Selena Gomez. Yeah. But that didn't work out. Um, and now She's Selena not- Gomez is the producer of the Netflix series. Yeah. And sorry, according to Wikipedia, you can binge watch it because all the episodes will be released on March 31st. How many episodes? Um, no. Okay. Just, yeah, uh, it was originally going to, uh, Universal Studios purchased the the rights to film the novel in 2011. Mm-hmm. And Selena Gomez was cast to play the, the lead role, but we don't know what happened. So <laughs> um, in 2015, it was announced that they would be making a TV adaptation of the book with Selena Gomez being executive producer instead. Oh, I'll say uh, it was filmed in Northern California last summer. Oh. I like the fact that she stayed on in whatever way to um to this project because it really showed how much she like loves um loves this adaptation or this book. Um even if she's not acting in it, then she's still in some way a part of it. Definitely. Isn't yeah. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the book that deals with like suicide? Or... Yeah, okay. she leaves tapes, um, and somebody finds them and listens to them. Right. I should read that one. I mean, it's been out for ages, and I've always seen it come up, but I just haven't picked it up. So, okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Very good. So, that one comes out end of March, is what you said, right? Yes, March 31st. Okay. The next thing was Fallen, <laughs> um, the Fallen movie, which I think, Mary, you're, you're reading this right now, right? This book? Yeah, that's the reason I brought it up. There's not much to talk about. Uh... I just, like, it was just the fact that it's been released all, basically all over the world, except for the U.S. <laughs> they have no release date. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing. It's an American film, but it, like, it's in the Philippines and in Malaysia, but not in America. I don't know. That probably happens often. We just don't hear about it very much. Yeah. Well, maybe because maybe we don't hear about it because you know it's usually released out here, and then the rest of the world gets it like a month later, yeah. two months later. Right. Well, the fact was, it was supposed to be released in the fall of 2015, actually. Oh. <laughs> and so they pushed it back for editing, and now, <laughs> yeah, we still have no movie in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, like, I ha- so I haven't read these books, but it kind of feels like they're this movie's coming out late because I remember that book was really big when I was a senior in high school, which was yeah. like in 2010. So it's like, it's, yeah, uh, it feels like it's coming way late. Like it really missed the wave that that the book series had been writing. I don't know. Well, maybe because you know Twilight, like the last Twilight films were coming out back then. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was. I don't think anybody in their right mind wanted to compete with Twilight at that point in time. Oh no, <laughs> it's true. That was still when Twilight was really big, and the Hunger Games. I remember, hadn't I quite remember hit it the yet. last. <laughs> yeah, I remember the last movie came out when I was in college. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the last movie until about three years later, which was like a year ago or two. I don't know. Oh, I love the last movie. <laughs> Anyway, we're back on Twilight again. How is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Fallen movie, um, look for it to be released sometime, somewhere this year. Unless you're like listening from abroad and you've already watched it, which is cool. And if you're in the UK, it comes out March 10th. March 10th. Somebody tweet me how it is because I want to know how good it is. <laughs> Awesome. Um, the next thing. Okay, this was actually a really cool story. I don't know which one of you added this to the doc. Addie, Addie, I did. Okay, why don't you tell us about this since you added it? I don't know. You wrote the article. Oh, <laughs> really? I thought maybe you were just really excited, so you were like, well, "I okay. am excited, but everyone's excited." <laughs> okay, yeah, I could. Yeah, I wrote the article. Um, Eddie Redmayne is narrating Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So, like, the book is getting an audio book release. I don't know if I've had one in the past. No. Didn't? No. Yeah. No. So, but Eddie Redmayne is doing it, but not as Eddie Redmayne, of course, as Newt Scamander, which is what makes it great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the new version, cause Fantastic Beasts is also getting re-released. The, the original textbook is getting re-released mm-hmm. and there's going to be like added, uh, Ma or fantastic. There's gonna be added beasts and stuff in there, just like added what? content. Yeah, something like that. If I'm remember, remembering correctly, I'm doing this all off of memory. Um, uh, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're adding a few extra things into the to the new book. So yeah, you wrote that, uh, six additional beast entries, yep. a forward by Mute Scamander and new illustrations. So it's definitely exciting, and I will probably be picking this up just because Eddie Redmayne is—he was great as Newt Scamander, and it'll probably be a lot of fun. I'm really hoping he'll make animal noises. Oh, that'd be the best! <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> no! You froze. So, if you're listening, <laughs> um. We just like went through this crazy like <laughs> malfunction technical thing. 
Um, we're just going to actually end up, go ahead and like end the episode here. Anything <laughs> else you guys wanted to add? You know, the, uh, the everything, everything trailer. Yeah. It's out. It and... out like May. May 19th. There you go. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, we have book con and y'all West coming up. Yeah. Con. But and we were talking about that when we all realized that it like stopped working. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be going to Yale West. Um, so in like two months I'll probably have something written that written up about it because it doesn't happen until like the end of April, so Right. Yale West looks a lot of like a lot of fun. So if you can get there, no, definitely telling, go. I was telling Mary, I think I was counting it during our uh, during the malfunction, I was counting the <laughs> authors and there's easily seventy to eighty authors. Oh yeah. It's gonna be huge. And, and BookCon is happening too in June, but um, we, yeah, we mentioned this when we weren't recording. Um, BookCon looks like it's going to be, or it looks like Y'all West has a really, it has a better lineup than BookCon does. But anyway, if you can go to either of them, like you definitely should. So uh, we should be back next month. I'm going to like try to be more on top of this. Just got like school got super crazy. And uh, anyway, Hopefully, like, the semester's halfway over, so I'm really optimistic about the future. Um, anything else you guys wanted to add? No, I Sorry think... for all the Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never talk about Twilight again. connection apparently oh the computer that he built himself yeah the one, apparently we'll ask them we'll ask him that <laughs> he's gonna listen to all this when he's editing and <laughs> well yeah but eddie redmayne i like him yeah <laughs> yeah me too i loved um the niffler scene when he's just like oh, in wow. the um jewelry store and like he's like slow slow motion floating yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like he and eddie redmayne are making all of this noise and jacob just looking around and i'm like is nobody like hearing how much noise they're making like shouldn't there be somebody around to like i'm back (laughs) (laughs) mary brought this up is this on the computer that you built yourself Yes, but it's it's a good computer. <laughs> <laughs>